Well, first of all, I have to confess that I'm part of that group that uh, does not like to get up in front of people and speak. Um, in fact, last year, Pastor Ron asked me to do this, and I said, no way, uh-uh. So two weeks ago, after morning worship, he was standing back there by the doors, and he had this look on his face. And I knew what he was after, and I was standing there in my pew, and I was watching the doors, and I was just like one of my calves looking to get out the gate when he wasn't looking. So so when he turned his back, I made a break for it, but I wasn't fast enough. And he asked me if I'd do this, and I said, no, I just can't do this. And he says, will you pray about it and think about it? And I said, I know my answer is, no, I don't want to do this, but I think God wants me to do this. So here I am. Um, so I had to think about what I would say. So last Sunday morning, I was doing my chores and turned on the radio and the tractor, and song comes on the radio. <clears throat> That's a song I've heard many times before. I thought, I'm going to start with that. I'm going to make this easy. I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm just going to copy some of the lyrics from that song, and that's what I'm going to use to start with. So that's what I'll do. Uh, some of you may recognize uh, some of these lyrics from this song, but uh, I'll just uh, read a part of it. I won't sing it for you. So I have days where I hate my job, this little town and the whole world too. On Saturdays when my huskers lose, Lord, it puts me in a bad mood. I have... I have Moments when I curse the rain, then complain when the sun's too hot. I look around at what everyone has and forget about all I've got. But I know I'm a lucky man. God's given me a pretty fair hand. Got a house and a piece of land, a few dollars in a coffee can. My old truck's still running good. My ticker's ticking like they say it should. I got supper in the oven, a good woman's loving. And one more day to be my little kid's dad. Lord knows I'm a lucky man. Um, Like I said, some of you may recognize those lyrics. They're from a song called Lucky Man. Um, It was back in 2007. It's a country music song. Hit the top of the charts back then. So I thought that was a pretty fair representation of, uh, you know, my sentiments and who I am. So I thought I would start out with that. So who I am. My name is Kevin Nash, uh, my wife Crystal, and um, my daughter Megan and son Austin. We live about nine miles southeast of the church here. I farm, and uh, one of the other things I do is I drive school bus. And um, you know what's driving school bus? There's actually part of that I, I really enjoy. Um, the smile on a little kid's face and their innocence is just you know something that uh, the credit card commercial would say is priceless. But uh, not all the moments on a bus route are priceless, which I'm sure all of you know. Uh, there are times there I got kids that uh, test my patience to the end, and uh, sometimes they even get a little bit of my wrath, and uh, then I get a chance to kind of, you know, take a step back and think about, you know, their upbringing, their circumstances, and think, you know, there's more going on there, and, you know, they're just looking for attention. And then I think about how fortunate I was, you know, with, with my mom and dad and, you know, the up, upbringing I had. I guess I appreciated that. Uh, my mom and dad taught me responsibility and respect and, and hard work, and they taught me a lot of things. And I appreciate that. I'm thankful for the parents I had. And um, I guess lastly, I just wanted to, you know, kind of dig a little deeper here and see what if I can kind of tie everything together. So I kind of look back on, you know, the past 12 months or last year. And, um, you know, when I started thinking about it, a lot of things that came up was just, 
you know, frustration and loss and disappointment, and, you know, things like that. It was, and just like, it was like, oh, I thought of the year as like another hailstorm, windstorm. Um, I went to more funerals this past year than I have in my whole life, I think. And just a lot of the brokenness of this world, I guess, was kind of coming out this past year. And one of the, you know, main things this past year was the passing of my father. And, you know, that was kind of tough. My dad was somebody I respected a lot. I thought, I admired him and respected him, and the time came, and as his health kind of slipped away, and you just kind of see him going, and the hospice nurse said, you know, he's in the process of actively dying, and you just, you know, you just kind of watch, and during that whole time, it was just kind of this sense of calmness and peace that came, and I know it was a time that God just kind of took over, and he just said, let me write this chapter of your life, I know it's going to be tough, but just let me, you know, let me do this for you. So I'm I'm thankful to have, and I guess lastly, just kind of tie this all together. I'm just, you know, as as complex and difficult as our life gets, I guess I'm just thankful that God is there writing the story of my life. Well, with any luck, I'll um, survive this without my Hoven cough coming back. So it's not contagious. So it's just hereditary. Um, my name is Mark Hoven, and my bride, Rhonda, and I, um, we make our home in, in Aberdeen. Uh, we've been out here for oh, right, right around 12 years or so. Now, we have three growing children, Matthew and Kelsey and Abby. And now we have six grandchildren. We added a, a sixth one here two weeks ago with Grayson. And uh, obviously, I am greatly blessed by that, and, and grateful and thankful that that has has been a part. But um, and I I serve as the park superintendent for Aberdeen. I served as citizens of Aberdeen as that. I'm also the head mosquito uh, killer. And uh, many of you have have encouraged me on that role, and I'm thankful for that. So uh, I also serve as an elder here at, at at Richland, and has been on leadership for a number of years. I work in the men's ministry um, as well and a point person there and have really tried to build a, a relationship type thing with that men's ministry for our men to continue to reach out to others. Uh, been a strong thing there as well. So, But what I'm grateful for, I, I really am grateful for this body and, and because I've been here for over the years and I'm grateful for the um, gospel-centered preaching that we, we receive and that teaching as well that goes on not just on Sunday but really throughout the week and I'm grateful that I have an opportunity to live that out with you people a lot of you and and have that encouragement every day um, about the gospel and where that is in our lives uh, I'm thankful for the elders that I do serve with uh, Christ-centered men that are there willing to step in and help uh, um, Dan was here a couple of weeks ago and, and he talked out of Hebrews and and my encouragement is you that you know is to pray for those men, uh, pray for godly decisions in their as they go, um, pray for them as shepherds of this flock and and the things that come in and out and flow into our lives, and then pray because they are sinful men. Pray for them as they battle and mortify sin, like everybody else should be doing as well. Uh, I am grateful for the the opportunity to serve, um, but mostly over the last couple of, over the last few years. I have really, um, because of some of the trials that have flowed in and out of our, my life and the lives of our family, have really come into Scripture more deeply in my life and the authority of that Scripture in my life and the promises that God gives to us in those Scriptures. Um, grateful for both the hills and the valleys that we've been through. I really have been grateful for that. 
um, two scriptures that have really kind of poured into me a little bit. And I've shared this with some of you here when trials have come into your own lives, and I share it with my own staff. And the first one comes out of Isaiah in 41.10. It says that, Fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Boy, if you're going through a time of struggles with belief or anxiety or whatever. And then another one happens a little later in Isaiah in 43, verses 1. It says, Fear not, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flames will not consume you. For I am your Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Uh, Those have strengthened me in my life many, many times. And then I'm very, very thankful, obviously, that God brought me out of the darkness. He opened my eyes and uh, and uh, brought me into spiritual life. Uh, that means so much in my life and and also in the lives, hopefully, of my family and as we as we as we grow together in Christ. Um, something else that has come over the last couple of weeks in my life that has come under my radar, and um, it's a song that came to me when I was when Grayson was being born, and we were praying through that situation and. Grayson was going to be a little bit early and some things there. And God opened my eyes and a song came to me. And this one is a, a song called Cling to Christ. And it came out of Sovereign Grace. And I'll give that to you this morning. Um, it says, Father, I have come to you and I boast of deeds that I've done. And in my pride I strive to earn the favor Christ has won. For he alone pleased my acceptance. All my work aside, so I come with empty hands and I cling to Christ. Father, I go astray and then battle the needless fears. Voices tell me I am condemned, that I cannot draw near. But your spirit calls me homeward. And your words of life, Jesus bore my every sin, and so I cling to Christ. Father, my earthly aims and my time will turn to dust. Let me learn that lost is gain for those who know your love. And all the treasure of this world will never satisfy. You alone are endless joy, and so I cling to Christ. But it is more than I can do to keep my hold on you. But my hope and my peace is that you cling to me. Let that be our prayer today. And have a blessed Thanksgiving. Thank you. My name is Steve Kirk. And uh, we've attended here, my wife and uh, Katie and our daughters, Abby and Lily, have attended here for a little over two years now. And uh, it's been a good thing. Uh, Really... Uh, impressed with sort of the gospel-centeredness, uh, Pastor Ron's leading of the church and Matthew's picking the music and uh, it's just infused in the gospel and uh, that's very important. Um, so public speaking is not my thing, but uh, and to try to enumerate, you know, what I'm thankful for in a forum like this is difficult, but it's also a good challenge because it encourages me to kind of think specifically. And uh, I'm one of the things I'm really thankful for is my wife. Um, she loves me in spite of my imperfections, influences me in ways that make me a better man, um, is a good example for my daughters to look up to as they grow up. And uh, Proverbs 31 uh, says it right when they say that uh, an excellent woman is more precious than jewels. And that's the truth. Um, 
I'm also grateful for the privilege to be dad to Abby and Lily. Um, there was a point in my life where I didn't think I would ever have that joy, and uh, I do not take it for granted. I enjoy it every day. Um, I love the chance to see the world through the eyes of a child and how they can just enjoy the, the moment, not worry about anything, paying bills or anything. And uh, that's a good reminder for me to say, hey, just let's slow down and enjoy life. Um, and I'm also thankful for God's grace and his salvation that he offers through Christ and his death and resurrection. Um, the fact that the holy, sovereign God of the universe chose to find a way to save me is hard to fathom. Uh, I think Paul says it better than I can in Romans 5 when he says, <clears throat> But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. And I, I'm thankful that I get salvation and love, a wonderful family, and many other blessings that I could never fully mention, and not the condemnation and punishment I reserve. I deserve. Thank you. I was also one of the people who didn't want to speak today, but unfortunately, Pastor Stephen has my phone number, so I couldn't get away, I couldn't get away from him. Um, I'm Daniel Sharp. My parents are Brian and Gretchen, and I, my brother is Travis. We live just outside of Bath. We've been coming to Richland for about six years now. What I'm really thankful for this morning is just the opportunity to do this. When I was first asked, I really didn't want to because, nevertheless, while I'm in debate, public speaking is kind of scary. And I didn't think I would be able to get a worked-out speech written in the amount of time I was given. And then I realized I was trusting myself to do all of this. And that's not what you're supposed to do because you can't do that. So I prayed about it, and God just put it in my heart to get it off, get this off my chest. So I, I'm thankful for that, that I'm able to trust in God more than trust in his works, more than I'm able to trust in mine. Like I said, I didn't have this all prepared out. That's all I got. Good morning. My name is April Hetrick, and along with my husband, Darren, and our girls, Kayla and Avery, 
We've been living in Aberdeen and attending Richland for a little over a year now. And before that, we were support raising for two and a half years. And then we were in Bosnia, Southeast Europe, for two and a half years as missionaries with global partners teaching English and church planting there. And we're so thankful for Richland supporting us and joining us while we're there, and many of you as well. And so first of all, I would love, I'd love to thank Jesus for dying on the cross to pay for my punishment so that I could go to heaven. I'm thankful I know the Lord and what he is in my life. And I'm thankful for my supportive and loving husband and the two um, Jesus-loving little girls that he's given us. And I'd like to share today some things that I'm um, thankful for in Bosnia, as well as in Aberdeen. And I was just um, realizing this exercise has shown me some deeper experiences and lessons that the Lord gave us while we were in Bosnia that I'm grateful for, as well as the things that I'm very grateful for here in Aberdeen. Um, in Bosnia, I'm thankful for the Lord's awesome presence and faithfulness as we were in seemingly lonely times and challenging um, ch- times sometimes. I'm also thankful for um, more of identity as a Christian as we didn't go to an evangelical church there because we were there to share about Jesus and to start one. I'm thankful that um, my girls and my husband, we were all able to experience living in Bosnia um, at a, in a people group that I love, and that the girls um, experienced that, learned the language and the awareness that that all comes with with that. Over time, I'm thankful for the deep friendships and family we were able to form with locals while we were there, and that we were able to share about Christ and his um, read the Bible with and even mentor locals while we were there. While we were there, we lived in an apartment, high-rise apartment complex with concrete around it. And although sometimes we did Bible studies with our team, um, Sunday morning church was at home with our family and what it, we, we created it to be, with me being the Sunday school teacher of our girls and sometimes of other kids on our team. We also didn't want to, but we sent our Kayla to preschool so that she would learn the local language and be able to um, speak with her friends there. And we had limited, obviously we had limited family interaction while we were there for two and a half years. We came back from Bosnia a little over a year and a half ago now, and we were expecting to go back to the Bosnia, but the Lord redirected our, our steps, and we had to trust that his ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. And so we were surprised that the Lord brought us here to Aberdeen with Darren's NSU job, but we are so thankful for the many things that he has given us here. I am thankful for that we are living in a house with a little bit of a yard around it. I am thankful not to be moving around like our last experience of support raising. I am thankful to be around family more often here because we are in the States and it's not a long plane ride. I'm thankful that it's been easy to make friends here quickly and good friends. I'm thankful that we are around un- unsaved people still and around the internationals that, that we love. I'm glad we can have more of a choice in how we school our girls. And I'm very thankful for you as a church body. We are so thankful for you. First of all, I'm so thankful that we get to come to church and still sometimes feel spoiled by that privilege. And I'm so thankful for the Sunday school teachers and Wednesday night teachers that pour into the 
the girls the truths we're trying to teach at home and that they are, have another example besides mom and dad of people who love Jesus. And I'm thankful for many of your generosity here. So thank you and thank you, Jesus. I'm in the same boat as Kevin Nash. Pastor asked me years ago to do this, but I was not ready. My name is Anna Perry. Dean and I live north of the Mina Overpass. Our family has been a part of this church for like 25 years. This is the hard part. I am number four out of 18 children. We grew up in Aberdeen. When I think back through my life, I have a lot to be thankful for. Thank you, God, for your grace, your love, and sending me the Holy Spirit to help me through my trials. Thank you, God, for answering my prayer and giving me my husband, Dean, as a husband. When I first met his parents, I knew there was a whole new, different kind of life ahead for me. Thank you, God, for our three daughters, our son-in-laws, and our grandchildren. They have given me joy. Thank you, God, for my parents. They told me Jesus died on the cross for me. Thank you, God, for Dean's parents. They signed our daughters up for BBS in this church, and it made a world of difference for our family. Thank you, God, for the church, Pastor Ron, and all the teachers in this church. Our girls grew up in this church, and they tell me they have not found another church like this. So I thank you, church family, for that. Um, my name is Tim Hoagie. Uh, my wife's name is Barb, uh, and um, my mother's here with us. Uh, we're from uh, uh, Aberdeen. Uh, we've been attending about um, <clears throat> about a year and a half, a little bit over a year and a half. And I too uh, uh, want to uh, thank my mother and my father. Uh, uh, I wouldn't uh, be the man I am uh, um, without the sacrifices they made, definitely for me. But um, this, actually, this uh, has given us a time to reflect on what we're thankful for. And as I uh, thought about it, uh, one of the things um, I'm thankful for every day is uh, uh, creationism. Um, I, I teach children how to read. I've been doing that for about 30 years. Uh, reading is not a natural process. It's not something God told us to do. It's not something he gave to us. Uh, speaking is. When we speak, we speak in small sounds, and we speak to a child, they will speak back to us. That's, a, that's something God created us with. That's, that's completely natural, but reading is not. So we speak in small sounds, and uh, written languages then learn to put those symbols down on paper, and those uh, symbols represented a sound. And what our brain had to learn to do, it wasn't natural, but it has to learn to uh, see those sounds, and that those sounds are sent to the brain. They're turned into a sound. And then they're sent to another part of the brain, which strings those sounds into a word, which is sent to another part of the brain, which is uh, the comprehension part of our brain, the video part of our brain, which is connected to the emotional side of our brain, our right hemisphere. 
All of that's done through electronic synopsis um, that fire at an extremely fast rate when they to do that, so it seems effortless. Um, and it's very unnatural. It's not something we're designed to do. But isn't it amazing then, as I thought about it, um, God said, I wanted you to know about me. Um, uh, I wanted you to know about creation from the beginning of time to the end of time. Um, and he d- gave it to us in a format, a written format, uh, something our brain wasn't designed to do. But he said, I gave it to you, and you can find out about me. But he knew we could do it. So um, it, is, it is the reason we could turn then to, for example, uh, creationism, or we, that is the reason we can turn then to, um, say, a gospel. And our eye would see all those little symbols, and it would send it to the brain. The brain would convert that into a sound and string them into a word, and those words would be sent to the video portion of our brain. We would actually see Jesus Christ riding in on a, on a colt and, and hear the people and see the people shouting, Hosanna to the highest. Uh, and as we continued that natu- unnatural process of reading and our eyes saw those symbols and uh, sent them to the brain, the brain would convert them to a sound, string them into a word, and send them to the comprehension part of our brain. The video would continue so that five days later, we would see these same people shouting, crucify him, crucify him. And as we continued this unnatural process reading, something we were never designed to do, our eyes would see these symbols and send them to the brain. The brain would turn them into a sound, send them to another portion of the brain, which would string it into a word. That word would be sent to another portion of the brain, which is the video portion of our brain. And now we would see Peter and John running towards the tomb and arriving to see the stone removed and the sackcloth empty. Jesus Christ had risen, just like he said he would. All of that was done through an unnatural process called reading, something we were never designed to do. Now, it's creationism that got me thinking, because as I became a Christian, after becoming a Christian, I learned about the perfectness of God and realized that he created us in his image. And there's a reason, then, I could say to a parent, your child will learn to read accurately, fluently, and effortlessly with proper comprehension. It's guaranteed. And when they ask me, well, how do you know that? I can say, because your child is perfectly and wonderfully made. He knew your child in your womb. He knew the number of hairs on your child's head. He created your child's brain. We must trust in his craftsmanship. Now, if you contrast that with evolution, I would have to say to a parent, there's a 50-50 chance on whether or not your child will learn to read. Because how would I know whether your family's genes have evolved enough to the level of learning this, this multitasking skill called literacy. I wouldn't. No, it is, uh, it is creationism that I can be thankful for because every success then that we have in reading, I know, can lead back to that perfect creator, God. Again, I'm grateful for all that is shared here and shared the thanksgiving that flows out of your hearts. And uh, I know there are others who could share as well. And I hope that the foundation of all of that that you feel in your heart is Christ. We're going to sing together a benediction song, and then we're going to pray for our meal and move into the fellowship hall. Let's stand. All I have is Christ. I once was lost in darkest night. Yet thought I knew the way The sin that promised joy Had led me to the grave I had no hope that 
if you had not loved me first, I would be filled to But as I ran my hellbound race, indifferent to the ghost, you looked upon my helpless state and led me to. today are rejoicing that they too have been intercepted. Father, we're grateful for that and, and we pray that, that what we sang here, that our only boast would be Christ, would be true of our lives, Father. Our boast in your work for us and your continued work for us, Father. We pray as we share around these tables in just a a bit, Father, that you will continue to strengthen our hearts as you have already. And we pray that that you will bless that meal to nourish both of our physical bodies and to our souls. In Jesus' name, amen.